Welcome to the My Big Church Podcast. On this podcast, you will hear a message of hope and inspiration from one of our pastors. We hope you enjoy the message. This is the Big Church Podcast. I'm thankful this morning that his reckless love never leaves us, never forsakes us, never leaves us in a place of brokenness. I'm thankful for that this morning. So thankful. I'm glad that even when we're wrong, he doesn't leave us there. Aren't you thankful? Today, the title of my message is, What If You Were Wrong? I don't know what it is about our human nature, or maybe it's just me, but I hate to be wrong. Amen, Amen, right, Pastor Reg? I hate to be wrong. But if you're honest, you hate to be wrong too. I'm just humble enough to say, I don't like to be wrong. Let me tell you a story about Pastor Rich and I when we argue. Who wants to hear the juicy argument? I'm not going to tell you what we argue about. But he says to me all the time, we'll be in this argument, he'll say, you think you're always right. And I say, because I am. (laughs) I am always right. Let me tell you why I'm always right. Because I don't like to be wrong. And because I don't like to be wrong, if I know I'm going to argue something, I'm going to know that I'm right. (laughs) Because I don't like admitting it, do I? Neither does he. And we're the most stubborn two people. And I go, God, how how do we do this? How did you put us together? Because we're both stubborn. Today, we are going to look at the story about Mary and Martha. And I want us to ask ourselves, what if we've been wrong? Let's look at chapter, Luke chapter 10, verse 38. It says, And as Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jeru- Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Everybody say, her home. Her home. Her, home. her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet listening at what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Can anybody relate to that? My sister sitting there, my brother, my friend sitting there while I'm doing all the work. Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. The Passion Translation says it this way. Martha! Martha, why are you so upset and troubled and pulled away by all these distractions? Are they really that important? Let's pray. God, we come to you today saying, here's our heart, here's our thoughts, here's our life. And we're humbly saying, what if we've been wrong? Lord, would you speak to us today and show us every part 
of us that doesn't line up with your word, that doesn't line up with what you want for our lives. God, we don't want to hurt your heart. We want to love you with everything that we have. In Jesus' name. Can we just have a little group therapy session for a minute? Do y'all like group therapy? I do. I love it. I promise every one of you guys that are going, oh my gosh, what's she going to ask? What she's going to ask? You will feel better in just a moment, okay? I, and I want you to raise your hand when I ask these questions. Are you super busy? Distracted? Feel like there's not ever enough hours in the day. Okay, some of y'all are lying. Some of you guys are maybe even thinking, I just wish there was one more of me. And some of you may be going, I wish there was 10 more of me. And ladies, can I just be um, honest with you? We're a little more dramatic about it. Like, oh, woe is me. I just never have enough time in the day. But let's raise our hands one more time. Come on, I need both hands up. Look around. Everybody look around. Whew. Aren't you glad you're not the only one? I don't know what it is, but I like I like it when I don't have to feel alone. I love that we're all in this busy, go, 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 stressed out world. But today, we can adjust some things. We can easily fall into the trap, you guys, of, you know what, I'm really not wrong. I'm just busy. I'm really not wrong about anything. I just am pulled in so many different directions. I'm going to pose three questions to you today. Number one, what if we have been wrong about what worship looks like? What if we've been wrong about the way we are called to walk out this Christianity? And what if we have been wrong about our judgment of Martha? I want to unpack this story for us today and share four points that we can apply to our everyday life that is going to help us get it right. Do you want to hear them? Yes. Write them down. Number one, know yourself and know others. You see, it's real easy to be Mary when you aren't Martha. My friend Susan Jackson, right there in the back, she doesn't like the attention, but she comes to first service every week. She sent me a text when I was praying a few weeks ago about the next message I was going to preach. And she said to me, what if Martha got a bad rap? And her love language was acts of service. So as she was busy preparing the big dinner... She was worshiping God. She was loving God the way that she knew how. So good. And she was showing everything in the way that she was serving. You see, it's easy to sit at the feet of Jesus and worship him and hang on every word when your love language is quality time. Oh, I love this Jesus. But Martha may have been going, I'm serving and I'm cooking up in dinner and I love you, Jesus. What if we would have gotten it wrong? Plus, Martha's God-given, you know, spiritual gifts are given from the Lord. Maybe her spiritual gifts were hospitality. Like Renita and her team. That they're serving the Lord by making coffee and providing uh, food for everybody. That could have been her spiritual gifts, and it could have been helps 
as well. And let's just boil it down to what the word says. It was her house. Her house. It was her kitchen. She was the one paying the bills. Come on, somebody. It mattered to her. Girls, you know what I'm talking about. We're having a party. We're having people over. And everything has to be perfect, right? (laughs) Yeah, I I knew that wasn't just me. Um, But can you imagine Jesus coming to your house to spend time with you and your dinner guests? Can you imagine, are we going to half, halfway do it? Or are we going to treat him like the special guest that he is? And I believe that's what Martha did. She got into a place where she says, I'm not going to give a little bit. I'm going to give a lot of it. I'm going to give it all. Excellence is going to be what I do. Well, Martha. Let's remember in Colossians 3, the Bible tells us that in everything we do, it's worship unto God. So you guys, whether we're cooking or we're cleaning or we're driving the kids all around everywhere, whether we are smiling to a friend, serving at church, sitting at the pool, whatever you do is supposed to be worship unto the Lord. Worship isn't just singing songs like we did. Can we just appreciate not the performance of our worship team, but the anointing that they carry that breaks yokes and chains in this place. Yes, so good. It's not just what we do here on Sunday. It's with everything that we do. I believe that it's important, imperative, absolutely necessary that you know yourself and you know other people that are around you. It's so important because when we don't know ourselves, we're critical of ourselves, we judge ourselves. When we don't know others, we're critical of them, we're judging them, and what if we were wrong about Martha? Point number two, don't get caught up in competition and comparison. Martha was comparing what she was doing for Jesus with what Mary was doing with Jesus. Jesus, and and, and the whole time that she's spending time with Jesus, she's getting frustrated that Mary's not doing it her way because she was comparing. He may have just let Martha not be corrected until she said, But why is Martha, can you get her to help me? Come on, Jesus, I'm sitting here giving you, doing all this, and she's just sitting there. So he corrected her after that and only after that. Can you guys relate to that? I absolutely can. I want everyone, and if you've worked with me, I want it to be my way, you know? That's, that, and and y'all too. So let's not, when you point fingers at me, four's coming back at you. You're the same way. We all want what the vision that God has given us, right? But we can't compare what each of us do for Jesus because we are each fearfully and wonderfully made and God has given us each a call and a thing to accomplish for him on purpose, I might add. Martha worshiped the way she worshiped on purpose. 
Because that's how God created her. And it was okay. Mary worshipped the way she worshipped on purpose. And that was okay. It says in Philippians 2, chapter 12, Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. You guys, we have to do it God's way, the way that he's gifted us to do it in order to be blessed. We have to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. I can't do it the way Carolina does it. I can't do it the way Pastor Rich does it. I can't do it the way Luke does it. I have to do what God has graced me to do. The Bible gives us distinct, you know, distinct, black and white instructions in the Bible of how we should worship, how we are to be in discipleship, how we are to fellowship inside the church, do not forsake the gathering, and outside of the church. We gather together and we break bread together. He has given us instructions on how to tithe, not to a church, but to give to him. But we've bought into the lie of Satan that we can have everything about this Christian life our way. Our way. And that's not what God has called us to. He has called us to do it his way. He's going to work with us and love us and, and, and give us grace in the process. But as Ashley pointed out so beautifully when she was singing, God, thank you that you love us where, you're at, where we're at, but so much that you don't leave us here. Amen. Every day that we suit up and show up to come to church, to get in our Bible, to pray, we need to be asking God, make us better than we were yesterday. Make us better before we started today. We cannot, church, become consumers, but we should be investors in the kingdom of God and where God plants us. We're not to compare ourselves with anybody in here because we're different. Mary was different than Martha. I'm different than those people I just pointed out. So we're not comparing ourselves. And we can't compare ourselves to the church down the street. We're not in competition with anybody in the kingdom of God. And if I have anything that is a soapbox of mine, that's it. I don't have to be the church down the street. I don't have to look like our inspirational churches. We have to go with the vision that God has given us individuals and us as the church. We should only be comparing ourselves with ourselves. The church and individuals. Point number three. Know the right time to push away the distractions because there is a right time. We, we get so busy and, so, and distracted and frustrated, and we just don't take the time to spend enough time in the Word, in prayer, in worship, outside of Sunday morning. And the Bible says in Matthew 6, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need 
in the morning when you wake up. We can't go to our social media. We can't go to the coffee pot unless you need it to read your Bible, okay? Uh, We can't go and do all this other stuff. We've got to seek first the kingdom of God with everything that we do. When I'm with friends, I've got to seek God's will over my will, over my emotions, over what I want, over my thoughts. It can't be my way. It can't be your way. I love Jeanette Peebler. Where are you? Wave to us. I love her. She goes here every Sunday morning. She gets here most Sundays before I do, and I know where to find her. She's back behind the curtain brewing everybody's coffee for the day. But let me tell you a story. Although she brews the coffee like a boss and gets it ready, what I love about her is she knows the right time because she'll push that coffee aside and there's a, as they're in pre-service rehearsal and the, the, the Holy Spirit walks in, I see her right there. Hands lifted, tears in her eyes. There's something special when you know when the Holy Spirit walks in that you seek first the kingdom of God. That coffee's gonna wait, amen? It will get made. I love it. She knows the right time. She's seeking what God deserves most. And you guys, worship and work are super important. And I'm going to prove it to you in the Bible, you know? People are like, well, I just think I should be able to come to church and worship. That I, whatever. No. James chapter 2, verse 14 says, What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but you don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing, and you say, goodbye, have a good day, I'll pray for you. I added that in. (laughs) Sorry, Lord. Back to the scripture. Goodbye, have a good day and you stay warm and eat well, but then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do, you guys? You see, faith by itself isn't enough. It's not enough that we believe in the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, but God asks us to be the hands and feet with him. And Listen, take back the city. They've got homeless help out this Wednesday. The next Thursday, we're, we're do, mowing single moms' lawns. The next Thursday, we're packing stuff for first responders. Wednesday, sorry. We're packing stuff for first responders. And the next week, we're going out and delivering them. We can say, oh, God bless them. I feel bad for them homeless people. I will, uh, you know, those single moms. Or are we going to make a difference? Yeah. Our motto here is to... Find Jesus, know God, find freedom, discover your purpose, and then do something with it. Make a difference. If we're just in here soaking it all up, we, are, we have become consumers of Christianity and not investors. I'll tell you, we're not always going to get it right, but we do need to know the times when we have to push back the distractions. Push back the busyness. Push back time with friends because it's more important to sit at the feet of Jesus. Push back the coffee making, Jeanette, so that I can just worship you for a minute. Although, 
It's all worship. But there's something about when he walks in the room, oh, face to the floor. You guys, your house can wait. The yard can wait. The errands can wait. Sometimes we just have to spend a little time with Jesus. Y'all remember that song? That's a while ago. And everything else will work out better than if we don't do that. Last point, point number four. Prepare so you can be present. This is a lesson I had to learn. And I learned this lesson by somebody in my girl gang one day when she was at pre-service and she was doing announcements that day. And she said, sis, I need you to quit running around doing all the work that I do on Sunday mornings. I need you to get over here and worship. And I was like, oh, you're so right. You're so right. I needed that. I needed that to be filming. Not that I hadn't planned and prepared and spent time in prayer and worship all week, but there's something about coming in here on Sunday morning and just letting him fill me up once again before I pour out. We, you guys, not just me, but you have to constantly be evaluating ourselves And then we've also got to subject ourselves to people who are going to evaluate us too. Not in a mean way, but in a loving way. I love you so much that I'm going to talk to you. I lo- that's what Jesus does. He chastens those he loves. We don't get the fun, fuzzy encouraging times all the time. Sometimes Jesus comes to us and says, I want you to come a little higher. I want you to go a little deeper. Come on, come go with me. And in order to do that, we've got to change some things. Let me talk about the things that we got to work on, right? Since we hate being wrong, let's put these four points into action and just watch how our relationship with Jesus grows. As we close, I would love anyone in here, if any of these relate, if any of these touch your heart, I want you to get into a real place with Jesus. So if you've been a Martha judging Mary for the way that she lives her life or the way she worships, I would love for you to sit down there or come up here. Second, if you need to repent about comparing and competing with anybody else, come on down front. And if you've been too busy because of your jobs, because of your kids, because of your lifestyle, because of you saying yes all the time, to spend the time with Jesus that you need to spend, come on down. And lastly, if you need to commit, to being better prepared like I had to a few months ago so I can be present when the Lord walks into the room. And if you've never given your life to Jesus, I wanna meet you down front. Come as they begin to worship. We hope you enjoyed this message on the My Big Church podcast. We thank everyone who has given to support this ministry. To find out more about how to support financially or more about Big Church, you may visit our website, mybigchurch.com. If you live in the Louisville, Kentucky area and don't have a church home, we would love to have you as our guest at Big Church. 
We are located at 7209 Faganbush Lane in Louisville, and we have worship services at 945 and 1130 every Sunday. Thank you again for listening to the My Big Church Podcast.